Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. like a couple that I've had on. I was looking for something. Could have been I Need Thee by uh... That's it. That's what I've been listening looking for. I was looking for a sound. So um, it could have been uh... I don't know. It's a good question. I don't know which one it was. 
I'll figure out. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'll find it and figure it out for you. I, I have a playlist. Good morning. That was I Need Thee by the Gospel Music Workshop of America. It's a 2004 version. That's what that was. See y'all coming in. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning. How y'all doing? Well, welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. It's your girl, LMJ, in this place. And that was actually a compilation of I Need These. Um, by one of them was Bishop Paulus Morton, one was the Mississippi Mass Choir. Um, I let a little bit of Bishop Leonard Scott play and also uh, Lucinda Moore sings I Need Thee. And then I also had a Jaden Lavick version of I Need Thee playing. So it was one of those versions of I Need Thee. That is probably uh, one of my most favorite um, gospel songs. It is so personal. Um, and I don't know if we even realize, you know, I need, like, I need the, uh, and the more that I study the word of God, the more I'm realizing how much I need God, like how much I need him, how desperate I am for him. Uh, if I was going to be thirsty, he is who I'm thirsty for. Uh, I am like the woman at the well. Give me a drink so that I thirst no more, so that I don't desire anything else other than um, you. That's it. Somebody just said good morning from RVA. What is RVA? Uh, Jillian from Trinidad. What is RVA? Um, I don't know what RVA is. Good morning. How y'all doing? It's a blessed morning. I need thee. Oh, I need thee. That's what that that that's my that's what I've been singing all morning. Every hour I need thee. I'm telling you, bless me now, my savior. I come. My grandmother used to sing that, and this morning I swear I could hear her singing. Um, I could hear her singing that. I need thee, oh, I need thee. I told y'all, singing is not my thing, but I will sing to God. It does not matter. Every hour, I need thee. Yeah. <laughs> Bless me now, my Savior. I come to thee. Yeah, that, that, I can sing that. Bless me now, my Savior. I come to thee. I need thee, oh, I need thee. Good, my God, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about, I could hear her singing in my ear this morning. Bless me now, my Savior. I come 
to thee. You better make that personal. You better make that personal. You better make that personal. I need thee, oh, I need thee, my God. Every hour I need thee, yeah. Bless me now, my Savior. I come to thee, yeah, 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 yeah. That's personal. I need thee, oh, I need thee, yeah. Every hour I need thee. Bless me now, my Savior. I come to thee. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bless me now. Sometimes you ain't even got to get into all the new school. Come on now. All the whatever is the... I'm, I'm telling you, sometimes you just got to cry out. You got to extend yourself. You got to open the door. You got to get out of the box. You got. You shouldn't even be in the box. You just got to press into the presence of the Lord. I need, good morning. I see y'all coming in. Yeah. The oh, I need thee. I'm telling you, I can hear her singing to me this morning. My grandmother made her trans transition to be with the Lord a couple of years ago and uh she was uh she started out as a missionary and then she became an evangelist and uh that woman of god could preach <laughs> and she could write and she wrote poetry and she could sing and i would wake up and she would just be singing and I could hear her sleeping and she would be up early and she would sing uh, and just sing her heart out for Jesus. And I just been hearing her all morning in my ear. I've been hearing that song all in my ear this morning. I need thee, oh, I need thee. Yeah, every hour. I need thee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bless me now, my Savior. I come to thee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, just make that personal this morning. You may think you have absolutely no need, but you have need of Jesus daily, every minute, every second, every hour. Y'all ready to get in the word this morning? Y'all ready to get, come on. Yeah, lay down. Come on, Angela. Come on, Angela. Don't make, don't make me go there. Come on now. I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Come on. I heard a voice of Jesus every hour. And, I, and she would just be repeating. My grandmother would just be repeating it. I need thee. So I knew she knew something I didn't know. <laughs> Bless me now, my Savior. I come to thee. I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Yes, yeah, yeah. Every hour. I need thee. 
My God bless me now, my Savior. I come to thee. Man, I mean, she would just sing it. She'd sweep and sing. She'd change the atmosphere of the house and sing. And I just think it set, no, I don't think I know that it set the tone. Um, she was emphasizing her dependency on God, and she would teach us that very young, young, my God, my God. One more time. I need thee, oh, I need thee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every hour, I need thee. Bless me now, my Savior. I come to thee, my God, my God, my God, my God, I need thee, oh, I need thee, my God, my God, every hour I need thee, yeah, bless me now, my Savior. I come to thee. Mm -mm -mm. I might hum that all day long. I need thee, oh, I need thee. Y'all ready to get in the Word today? Every hour. Sometimes you need to just let the Spirit take you there. I need thee, my God. Bless me now. My Savior, I come to thee. Good morning. I need thee, oh, I need thee. My God, every hour I need thee. Bless me now. My Savior, I come to thee. Oh my God, my God, my God. I know, Carol, that's how I feel. I need thee, oh, I need thee. My God, every hour I need thee. Bless me now. My Savior, I come to thee, my God. Lord God, we thank you. Mm. We thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. We glorify you. We thank you for being for King of Kings and Lord of Lords and the great I am. We thank you for your very presence in this room, your presence on this devotional. Lord God, we just rest in here today. We need you, Lord. We, we need you. We need you. We need you to invade our lives today. We need you to come into our lives. We need you to take over every situation. We need you, Father God, to take over every moment, every hour. We can't do anything else without you, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, for your presence. I thank you for your peace. I thank you for your joy. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for each and every 
individual on this devotional, Lord God. I thank you that your word is infallible and it is the truth and it is all the truth we need. This is the truth, sir, Lord God. This is, Father God, the medicine, Lord God. This is our present. This is our past. This is our future, Lord God. So we thank you for your word and we thank you for the Holy Spirit today and we thank you for Jesus and we thank you for your love and we thank you for your mercy and we thank you for a fresh anointing and fresh winds blowing from the north, south, east, and west, and doors of opportunity being open, Lord God. We thank you for grace, and we thank you for mercy, my God. We thank you for grace, and we thank you for mercy, Father God. We just thank you. You are so awesome, and you're just infallible, Lord God. We cannot go wrong. So, Lord God, we lay aside every weight. We cast every burden. We put it all before you this morning, Lord God, and we just stretch out our hands and arms, Father God, and lay ourselves before you on the altar and tell you and declare, Lord God, we need you. 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 We can't go another day, another minute, another second, Lord God, without you. So fill us with your presence. Fill us with your glory. Fill us with your peace. Fill us with your love. Fill us with your joy. My God, we thank you, Lord God. We need you, oh Lord. We need you, oh Lord. We need you, oh Lord, for you are king of kings and ruler of everything. We thank you, Lord God. We need you, oh Lord. We need you, oh Lord, in Jesus' name. Yeah, yeah, Lord, we thank you. We rest sweetly in your presence, Lord God. We will not quench the Holy Spirit. Father God, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, Lord God. You are my strength. You are my redeemer. My God, my God, my God, I thank you. I thank you for rightly teaching us how to divide the word. I thank you for your presence and your peace. <laughs> And sweet Jesus, my God, we thank you for revelation this morning. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear, Lord God. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your word. Speak to us, Holy Spirit, today. Speak to us, Holy Spirit, today. Speak to us. Speak to us. Speak to us. Speak. Grace us with your presence. Be in my mouth. Be in my mind. Be in my heart. Be in my ears. Go before me today. Speak to us today, Holy Spirit. We thank you for healing. We thank you for your healing angels. We stand in a gap for every person who needs healing right now in Jesus' name. We thank you. You already were bruised. You were already chastised. You already took it all upon the cross. So we stand steadfast and in faith, Father God. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Um, I want to share share something with you, and I'm I, I I just need you to know it's okay for you to keep pressing into the presence of God. It's okay for you to keep pushing your way in. I don't care if you gotta go and lay yourself before the altar all the time. Lay yourself there because what I know about God is. Uh, you're going to get up and you're going to become whole one day. Um, I know without a doubt in this season what you need to do for your breakthrough. Like Elijah, when Elijah went up on the mount to pray, um, he just balled up um, in the presence of the Lord. What you need to do in this next season, 
can't be ordinary. It's got to be extraordinary. If you are looking and desiring and you are wanting and you are ready for your breakthrough, because it's not about your acts. It's about the presence and being in the presence of the Lord and being before Lord, the Lord. I don't want to delay any longer. I want to talk to you today. People are not about people are not your problem. I, I just need to tell you that people people are not your problem. Um, yesterday when we were in Kings and we were watching Elijah and Elijah was dealing with King Ahab, um, the historical context or the story there is um, Jezebel is actually. Uh, not interested in any man of God being alive. And so this morning I was headed in another direction and the Lord took me to another direction and has been ministering to me for the last uh, few hours about uh, Psalms. And we're going to go to Psalms 37. And I'm just going to talk to you today about people are not your problem. And I hope that you receive this and I hope that you receive this by faith because there is a freedom that going to come. There's a anointing that's going to be released. There's going to be an oil um, that severs the ties um, that will help you get your focus on God and get your focus off people. But I need you to know today, people are not People are not your problem. It's the problem is not people. The problem is not people. The problem is not your marriage. The problem is not your husband. The problem is not your kids. The problem is not your job. Um, the problem people people are not your your problem. The problem is not your boss. The problem is not your neighbor. Um, the problem is not the community to live in. Uh, the problem is not your president. The problem is. Um, something a little deeper. People are not your problem. And so today I'm praying through the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit teaches us how to release people, how to get our eyes focused off the wrong thing, off, off the wrong thing and onto the right thing. Um, but people are, people are not your problem. Anytime you got to use them and they, and look at what somebody else is doing or somebody else has going on in your life, then people have become your problem. And when I say people are not your problem, I'm not just talking about animosity and strife. I'm talking about anytime you got yourself focused on people and not on Jesus. Anytime you got yourself focused on anybody else and not on Jesus, people are not your problem. People are not the distraction. Your eyes, your focus is what has you have you distracted. And so we're going to go over into Psalms 37. And I want to read it in the King James Version. Typically, I read out of the new NIV Version. Um, I want to read it in the King James Version because I need to break out a break down a few definitions for you so that you can catch this, so that you can run with this, so that this becomes a new revelation, that this provides a little bit more grace in your life, that you'll extend a little bit more grace from people for people, right? That you'll receive a little bit more grace. Remember, when we reap things often, it's because we've sowed it right? Galatians, Galatians reminds us of that. Every, every seed reproduces after its own, own kind. Every seed reproduces after its own kind. I was in the closet this morning before God 
praying about some things and he was like, you don't want to reap that. I said, absolutely not. So I was quickly repenting. And oh, he was like, you do not want to reap that. You don't have time to be reaping. The only time you're going to reap something is when you don't understand. So I'm going to read Psalms 37 in um, the King James version. And I need to read it in this version. And we're going to break a few things down this morning. But I need you to understand people are not your problem. Um, lack of focus. I could get into some other things, but People are not your problem. People are not the issue. And we've blamed people or we've kept our eyes on people. Um, we've been discouraged by people. We've allowed people to have way too much say-so in our life. We've led a life of comparison for ways too long. We cannot walk into the fullness of who we are because we are focused on the wrong things. We are looking at the wrong things. We are not listening. We cannot um even see or experience the glory of God like we need to because we still looking at people. We still watching people. We still focused on people. We still um, vibing off people. We think it's about people when it has absolutely nothing to do with people. Jesus could not have accomplished what he would have accomplished if he had kept his eyes on people. <laughs> if he had kept his eyes on people, he he wouldn't have been able to. There were too many distractions. There was too many different things going on. There was too much stuff happening. If he would have kept his eyes on people, we would not be experiencing the grace and the mercy that we're experiencing now. So people are not your problem. I need you to repeat it. I need you to mark it down. I need you to say people are not my problem. My kids are not my problem. The teacher at the school is not the problem. My coworker is not, not my problem. See, people are not my problem. So let's start reading Psalms 37. It says, fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be envious uh, be thou envious against the workers of iniquities. And I need to pause right there because I need to talk to you about what fretting means. Um, I've read the scripture over and over and over and still didn't have um, a common sense to understand what fret meant. I was trying to realize it in common sense and didn't have enough spiritual sense. So here is what fret means. Fret means to be worn away, to be corroded. Any substance will in time fret away. Fret, fret away by friction. Fret causes friction. Fret means to eat or wear in, to make way by attrition or corrosion. Um, that's what fret, fret means to be agitated. Fret means to be violent in commotion as the rancer that frets in the, it's, it's to be vexed, it's to be chaffed or to be irritated to be angry, to utter peevish expressions. When we are fretting, we are corroding. When we are fretting, we are being worn away. Anytime we have our eyes set on someone else, we are fretting. I don't care if we're um, comparing their life to the word. I don't care if we're picking them apart. Anytime we have our eyes set on someone else, we are corroding. We are corroding. We are corroding. We are wearing out. We are wearing ourselves out, right? When we are fretting, there is friction and it's going to cause friction. We're going to be agitated. We're going to be vexed. And we'll say someone vexed our spirit. Well, nobody has any reason, any right to vex your spirit if you understand and get people are not your problem. People are not your problem. And this Psalms is from David. And David is in his older age when he's teaching this Psalms. And David is saying to wise women and men of God, I need you to do me a favor. I don't even, 
need you paying any attention to what anyone else. It's a common thing for the righteous to fret or be or or be envious for the wicked because it looks like it's working. But what David is saying here is do not get heated because um, that may be how we express it. Don't get worked up. Be cool. Chill out. People are not your problem. Anytime we are fretting, we are worrying. Um, we are being vexed. We are allowing fumes to come. Um, we are kindling a fire. Um, jealousy will produce as a result of this. Fretting is wrong. It's harmful and it's needless. It's harmful and it's needless. But this is what position we'll be in because we've let people become our problem. <laughs> we've let people become our problem. We are letting people become our problem. Anytime I got to put my mouth on somebody else, anytime I got to assess someone else, anytime I got to look at someone else, come on, Holy Spirit, life and judge myself by their lifestyle and judge their lifestyle and pick their lifestyle apart and figure out what they got going on over there and wonder how my neighbors are blessed and wonder how they keep elevating and promoting. Um, I've allowed people to come and be my problem. So he says, fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquities for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herbs wither as the green herbs. And so David is saying, you're worried about a circumstance or a situation or a people or a person uh, or their prosperity, or you're over there going, man, it looks like they're always being blessed. It looks like they're always on top. Um, and I know their lifestyle hasn't been perfect, right? You're worried about what they're doing. And the Lord has said, this stuff they're doing is temporary only. And the Lord has said, this stuff that they're doing is temporary only. The Lord has already said it doesn't matter if they are, if they, can I tell you something? Because we use the scripture, only what you do for God will last, but it really actually looks a little bit different. Um, it doesn't matter what they're doing. It doesn't matter what they have going on. It doesn't matter if they're not living right. It doesn't matter if they're not treating you right. The focus has to be on Jesus. And the reason why is because without a doubt, you need to know um, that whatever they're doing, if it does not line up with the word of God, it's not going to last anyway. It's, it's not, there's the, the, the scripture says this, and I'm going to back this up in scripture. It's not going to last anyway. So I love this because David is saying to us, people are not your problem. The problem is you got your eyes off Jesus. The problem is you got your eyes off Jesus. The problem is you're not focused on God enough. The problem is you're not focused on what the word says. And can I tell you something? If you're in need of healing or financial breakthrough or for your marriage to be restored or for something to change or your finance to change or you believe in God for a wife or you believe in God for a husband and you're trying to manifest your destiny, you have no time to be distracted by people. You have no time to be distracted. David is saying here, you don't have time to be worried or overwhelmed or consumed or looking at nobody else. You don't have no time for that. You, don't, you ain't got no time for that. You got stuff to do. You got work to do. You got purpose to fulfill. And if I got my focus at any time on somebody else, then my eyes are not focused on Jesus. We know what happened to Peter when he got out the boat and he focused, when he focused on the wind and the waves and the problems and the issues, he began to sink. He began to sink. What somebody else has going on does not matter and is not your business. 
It is not your business. Can I tell you something? Even when your kids, I tell parents this all the time. When I'm talking to a parent and they're dealing with issues with their kids and the kids not listening to them, guess what? Stop taking all that on. Stop making yourself personally responsible. Because if your kids are outside the will of God, if they're not doing the things that they need to do for God, it's a hard thing to watch. But guess what? That's going to dry up soon. That's what the word said. That's going to dry up soon. I don't spend, I don't have time to spend and worry about what my older sons have going on. Why? Because that's going to dry up soon. That's going to dry up soon. And the reason that it's going to dry up soon is because David tells me in wisdom, it says, fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious. And see, we think evildoers as wicked, demonic people. Christians can be doing evil as well. Other people can be involved in evil as well. Sin can be present, can be rampant. Come on now. So fret not thyself because of evildoers need to be envious. Anytime we focus on a person's lack, issues, sins, problems, or whatever, we're taking our eyes off Jesus. It said, for they shall soon be cut down like grass and wither as a green herb. Whatever is going on in their life that does not line up with the word of God, that is between them and God, and God will deal with the rest. So the problem isn't people. The problem is our eyes are not on Jesus. And you cannot, can I tell you something? If we back up over to Kings, Jezebel was requiring Elijah's life, yet Elijah was on his face before God. He was, she was requiring Elijah's life, yet Elijah was on his face before God. He was not moved by what Jezebel was saying. He was not moved by the threats. He was not moved by the fact that they were worshiping other gods. He was not moved by other things that they had going on. He was not moved what looked like or seemed to be prosperous. He was keeping his face and his focus on God because he knows that in the end, it's about him and the relationship between he and God. So People are not your problem. You can't force people to do nothing. You can't force people or make people see anything. The best freedom that I ever, 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 ever got from being and dealing with my older children, right? My sons are 27, 25, and 22 was releasing them into whatever habits, whatever things they had going on and taking my position in prayer. And this is something that a lot of older parents can't get. We try to hold on them. We want to protect them. We want to make them see things our way. And you need to release them. You need to free them. You need to act just like the father did with the prodigal son and say, bye-bye. Go on and go. Go live it. Go do it your way. And then your only position becomes prayer. But you're not fretting because when you fret, you're going to cause friction. And if you go over to Ephesians 6, it says, fathers, provoke not your children unto wrath. Provoke not your children unto wrath. If your kids are out of line and you are constantly provoking them, even with the word, you are putting them in a position for wrath and you're causing the wrath because the friction is coming out your mouth because the friction is coming out your mouth. So when you have older children and their will is not aligned with the word, fret not thyself, friction not, worry not, be cool, chill out, because that mess is going to end anyway. And if your prayers are in position, then God will deal with the issues, the places, the problems, and everything else. This is the next part of this I want to home in on this morning. It says, trust in the Lord and do good. So that shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. 
If we're fretting over them, then guess what? We're having a difficult time trusting in the Lord and doing good. He's trying to get you to trust him with the circumstance. He's trying to get you to trust him with the situation. He's trying to get you to keep your eyes on him and not on anything else. Well, if you fretting, if you got friction, see, you can't have, you know, when the scripture says, um, I can't, um, I can't have two masters. I can't serve mammoth and money. You can't serve friction and peace. <laughs> You can't, that applies to so much more than money. You can't have friction and you can't have peace. They just don't go together. They don't dwell in the same place. You got to make a decision to either be in friction or to be in peace. You got to make a decision to either I'm going to be a peaceful person. I'm going to trust you, Lord. I'm going to do good. That's what the next scripture say. I'm going to dwell in the land. I'm going to feed on your faithfulness. I'm going to delight, delight myself also in the Lord. And then guess what's going to have next? You're going to have the desires of your heart. But if I'm still fretting myself, if I'm still caught up in friction, if I'm still, that's, can I tell you something? That's why I be saying when you posting certain stuff on Facebook and I'm going to give you a scripture to back this up. When you posting something, certain stuff on Facebook, we shouldn't be getting into arguments. We shouldn't be in public debacles. We shouldn't be talking about people on Facebook. We shouldn't get into things and commentaries where we think it's funny or we think it's a joke. Because the word of God is very clear that says, and it says, you're going to be judged by every idle word that you speak. Every idle word, every word that has no purpose assigned to it, you're going to be judged by it. And that's what the scripture says. So we got to come back to the place where we don't, we no longer make people our problem. We make people. And so it says delight. Let me give you a good definition of delight. I love this. When I was reading about delight, um, when we start talking about delight, delight is a high degree of pleasure. It's satisfaction in your mind. When you're delighting yourself in the Lord, you're satisfied in your mind that even if the evildoer is in your house, that God has got this situation. And all I got to do, God, is keep my my eyes focus on you. All I got to do is delight myself in you. All I got to do, can I tell you something? Delight is a more permanent pleasure, permanent pleasure than joy. And can I tell you something else? Delight is not dependent on sudden excitement. Delight is not dependent upon sudden excitement. Delight is not dependent upon whether you see it manifesting or not. That ain't what delight depended upon. Delight is not dependent upon whether you see it manifesting or not. Delight is delight. I'm taking delight in the Lord, even if I see it manifesting or not, because I'm trusting in his promises and what his promises said to me. So if the word, and I don't know why I'm on adult children, the adult children must be the topic for today. I don't know why I'm adult children or own people today, but even with your adult children, if you're delighting yourself in the Lord, he's going to give you the desires of your heart. Can I tell you something? And your, your, the desires in your heart, when you're delighting yourself in the Lord, will begin to align with his will. Do you think it's God's will for your adult children to be in turmoil, to be in sin, to be outside? That's not God's will. So if I'm delighting the delighting in the Lord and the delight becomes my focus, come on, Holy Spirit, then I don't have to whether, wonder or worry whether or not my children are going to return their course. However, if I am fretting and I am in friction, then I could perhaps be 
be bringing them to wrath, which may turn them into the to another direction. If you skip over to Luke and look at the story of the prodigal son, the father didn't argue with him. He said, go on and take your stuff and go. Go on and take yourself and go. Go on and take back. Go on and take yourself and go. Get your stuff, go. But he ought because he knew. He knew, he knew what future life, he knew he was trusting the Holy Spirit. He had an inner knowing that this child was going to return to him, right? So it's not in my words, it's not, fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be envious against the workers of iniquity. Get out your neighbor's house, stop saying they prospering and they don't even serve you, God. Get get out this, get out this situation. Um, and then it says, delight thyself in the Lord. And, he, and then it says, commit thy ways unto the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. If your ways are committed to the Lord, everything that you, that you are concerned about is going to come to pass. Why? Because it's it's rooted in God's desire and because I'm delighting myself in him, because I'm trusting him, because I'm not moved whether or not the circumstance of the situation, come on, Holy Spirit, looks a little different, then the Lord is going to bring this to pass. And I ain't got to worry about my kids. I ain't got to be consumed in my kids. I ain't got to lecture my kids. I ain't got to preach at my kids. And this situation, even though I'm using the adult children as the example, this situation is the same situation for your boss at work, right? If God placed you in your place of employment you think he getting ready to let you to be at work with some people who gonna treat you bad and demise especially if you have not sold that <laughs> if, if especially if you have not sold that you think he finna let you to be in position for somebody to mistreat you you think he finna be, be let you be in a position where you wearied and worried and take that is not the kind of guy we serve but if i'm delighting myself in him if i'm trusting him to take care of every circumstance and situation then i come to the understanding and knowing people are not my problem and then if I trek all over there, right? And I understand and remember, I wrestle not against blood. I wrestle against flesh and blood. I'm wrestling against principalities. I'm wrestling against strongholds. I'm wrestling against darkness. Then I'll come to the conclusion and the reality. People are not my problem. And then I'm going to delight myself in the Lord regardless of what the situation has. I'm going to have joy regardless of what the situation says. It says, commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. And it says, and he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light and thy judgment as the, as the noonday. Psalms 37 and 7 says, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for them. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his own way. I don't know why we keep getting consumed by people who prosper in their own way. Are we watching them? Are we envying them? When the Lord continually reminds us, if it's not built in me, it ain't going to work out no way. It ain't going to build. If it's not built in me, it's not going to work out anyway. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way. Because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. You cannot have any payback in your system. You can't get them back with your words. You can't get them back in your prayers. You shouldn't be rendering evil. You shouldn't be rendering judgment. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth for yet a little while and the wicked shall not be. <laughs> I don't know why we keep getting consumed by what the wicked are doing. Can I tell you something? If our president, if a government official is out of line, you think God can't handle that? 
You think putting your mouth on the situation is going to make it any better? You think God can't handle the government? Are you saying God is not bigger than the federal government? Are you saying God that it is not bigger than your supervisor? Is you Are you saying God is not bigger than your situation? Every time we fret over it, we bring friction to it. And God cannot move and do what he needs to do. And we don't determine the outcome of what happened happens next, right? We don't understand. We don't determine the outcome of what happens next. Colossians 4 and 5 says, pray that I may declare it clearly as I should act wisely towards outsiders, redeeming the time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so you may know how to answer everyone. So, so you may know how to answer everyone, right? Acts 5, 38 and 39 says, therefore, in the present case, I advise you, leave these men alone, let them go. For if their purpose or activity is of human origin, if it has nothing to do with God, it will fail. But if it is from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourselves fighting against God. You will only find yourself fighting against. So if it's of God, it's going to fail anyway. If it's not of God, it's going to, you're only going to find yourself fighting. So it's not your business what somebody else has going on. It's not your business. Even when it's our kids and y'all like, wait a minute, that's my kid. When they become adults, right? When they hit 18, they on their own. They're doing their own thing. They need to be in their space doing their own thing. If they can't honor and do what you're supposed to do. I want to read a little bit more and then we're going to get out of here. It says, for a little while and the wicked shall not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place and it shall not be. It says, but the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. The meek shall inherit the earth and delight themselves in abundance of peace. And when I use the word meek, I'm talking about being mild of temper, soft, gentle, not easily provoked or irritated, yielding and giving forbearance, even under injuries, even under injuries, mild of temper, soft, gentle, not easily provoked or, or in, irritated, yielding, given to forbearance, even under injuries, even when an injury comes, even when somebody talking about you, even when somebody's doing something that absolutely person, a person that's truly meek is mild of temper, soft, gentle, not easily provoked or irritated, yielding, <laughs> giving forbearance under injuries, right? Right? Christ says, learn to me for I am meek and lowly in heart and you will find rest in your souls. That's in Matthew 11. Learn to me. Well, if we learn of Christ, he handled things very, very differently. But the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. That means I ain't got to be talking about nobody. That it means I ain't got to be consumed. As a matter of fact, I have no time to be focused on anybody else but myself I have no judgment. I have no thought process. I have no thinking. I have to stay seated and in my face before the King of Kings or I'm going to miss the movement of God or seeing God. I'm going to miss the little cloud and think God is not on his way because I'm focused on other things. It says the wicked plotteth against the just, just and gnashes upon him with his teeth. The Lord shall laugh at him. For he seeth that his day is coming. The wicked have drawn out the sword and have bent their bow bow to cast down the poor and needy and to slay such as be of upright conversation. 
Their swords shall enter into their own heart, and their bowels shall be broken. A little that a righteous man hath is better than the riches of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholdeth the righteous. The Lord knoweth the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time, and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. But the wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord shall be as the fat of lands. They shall consume into smoke, shall they consume away. The wicked borroweth and pay not again, but the righteous showeth mercy and giveth. For such as be blessed of him shall inherit the earth, and they that be cursed of him shall be cut off. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he that delighteth in his way, though he fall... <laughs> He shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth with his hand. I've been young, and now I'm old. Yet I've never, ever, 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 ever seen the righteous forsaking, nor his seed begging bread. He is ever merciful and lendeth, and his seed is blessed. Depart from evil and do good and dwell forevermore. For the Lord loves judgment and forsakes not his saints. They are preserved forever, but the seed of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever. The mouth of the righteous speaks wisdom and his tongue talks of judgment. The law of God is in his heart and none of his steps shall slide. The wicked watches the righteous and the seeketh to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand nor condemn him when he is judged. Wait on the Lord. And keep his ways, and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, you'll see it. You're going to know the wicked cut off. You're going to know they're cut off. I've seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like a green bay tree. Yet he passed away, and he was not. Yea, I sought him, but he could not be found. Mark the perfect man, and behold the upright. For the end of a perfect man is peace. But the transgressors shall be destroyed together. The end of the wicked shall be cut off. But the salvation of the righteous is the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. People are not your problem. People are not your problem. You ain't got to worry. You ain't got to keep your eyes. You ain't got to keep your mouth. You ain't got to worry about what nobody else is doing. My, I don't care if it's in your house. I don't care if somebody is outside or outside or outline or don't look right and ain't lining up. People are not your problem. The decision to keep your eyes on Jesus. I don't care if it looks like someone's prospering and it looks successful. I told you, if it is not of God, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Acts 5, 38, 39. Therefore, in the present case, I advise you, leave these men alone. Let them go. For if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourselves fighting against God right? God, 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brother, be steadfast, unmovable, abiding in the work of the Lord. If you are abiding, no, Psalms 20, Psalms 27. If you are abiding from in the work of the Lord, then you'll know your labor is not in vain. And then you don't have any time, Psalms 37, you don't have any time to be worried about people. People are not your problem. Keeping your eyes on Jesus has been the only problem. 
Keeping your eyes on Jesus, being focused on other stuff has been the only problem. Worrying over people, worrying over circumstances, letting people get in your head, letting people get in your mind, letting people get in your thoughts, trusting. You ain't got, it don't, it don't matter if their life doesn't line up with the word of God. You don't have to follow it. You don't have to be involved in it. You don't have to attach yourself in it. That's why we've been learning to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit so that we won't be entangled in things we ain't got no business. We ain't got to be entangled in things we ain't got no business when we're sensitive to the voice of the Lord, when we dwell and hang out with the Holy Spirit. This, the Holy Spirit will lead you to a wisdom in this. You'll release everybody. Somebody told me yesterday, they were like, you see, like your circle is small. And I, no, they, I said, my circle is small. They said, good. For where you got to go, your circle got to be small. And your circle got to be clean. Your circle got to be small and your circle got to be clean. It doesn't mean I don't fellowship, but I got to be stand, standing with right believers. When you single, you got to be in the right place. When you're dealing with adversity issues, when you're trying to focus on your purpose, you got to remind yourself, I cannot be in friction about anything that does not line up with the Lord. Lord. And I got to keep my eyes on Jesus no matter what. I got to keep my eyes focused. So when issues come up with people, Remind yourself, people are not my problem. I'm not finna fret myself. I'm not finna fret over this situation. And release folks and let them go. <laughs> release folks and let them go. Let your kids go. Let people go. Let people go. Let them. Let them be. <laughs> Bye. It's okay. And let them go. Because people are not your problem. We got to get out of here. I got to go. I hope that blessed y'all today because it blessed me. And it brought me to some correction. And I was like, I have no time to spend on anybody else. I have no time to spend on anybody else. I'm going to train up my kids in here. I'm going to love my friends. I'm going to preach and teach the word. I'm going to focus on purpose. I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to take over every circumstance, every situation, show me the relationships. And if, if, if thing, people are outside of will of God, my only position is prayer. My only position is to go back and do what Elijah showed us yesterday on Mount Carmel, to ball ourselves up, to get in prayer, to release it on the altar, and to let people go. Free yourself today from making people, and don't be wise in your own eyes. Don't be on Facebook talking about people. Don't be uh, in private places talking about people. Even if it's the people that you love and you're praying for, don't spend another day talking about the situation or the circumstance. Release the situation to God because if it's not of God, God's going to deal with it. God's going to deal with it. If it's of God, then guess what? You're in the way and you're going to be, you're going to experience the judgment of God for putting your mouth on a circumstance or putting your mouth on a situation because you don't understand it. Don't mean it's not of God because <laughs> you don't understand it. Don't mean it's not of God, but also allowing God to, to be lead, allowing God to be God and to not be consumed by absolutely anything, right? Let this word scrub you up. <laughs> let this word scrub you up. I promise you it'll help you. Let, let this word scrub you up. Colossians 3 and 12 says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Um, these are my scriptures, right? These are on my mirrors. My mirror is almost covered. 
These are these are the ones I'm focusing on today. These are the ones I'm meditating on today. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others is better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude Christ had. Philippians 2, 3, 6. Get your scriptures. Get your focal point so that you can release people and people won't be your problem. So people won't be your problem. You don't need people to be your problem. Get your eyes off people. I don't care if the people in your house. Get your eyes off people. God is going to deal with every circumstance. God is going to bring everybody. Go read the prodigal son. God is going to bring everybody into knowledge. Pray for them to have an encounter. Pray Ephesians 1, 15 and 21. Ask the Lord to open the eyes of the understanding, the hope and call of who they are in Christ Jesus and not based on what you think you know about them. I love y'all. We got to go. <laughs> I love y'all so much. I will see y'all back here in the morning at 5 a.m. Pray and just ask the Holy Spirit to lead us into devotion. I don't know what God may talk to us about, but today we needed to experience and know that people were not our problem. We needed to know that today. We needed to meditate on this word today of understanding not to be consumed and caught up in people anymore. So I'm going to admonish you when you let this devotional go, pray and everybody you've been holding out against and everything you done took, release it and, ma and make a decision today. I'm not going to even focus on them or anyone else anymore. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for teaching us how to rightly divide your word. Forgive us for being in friction. Forgive us for fretting. Forgive, it up. Forgive us for lacking humility. Forgive us for not being meek. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, that your word is taking root in our hearts and it's plucking up every weed, everything that does not align itself with your word. People are not our problem. People are not our problem, Lord God. So please forgive us for making or putting our focus on people, for being envious, for being jealous, Lord God, for not keeping our focus on you. And if there is anyone that has not received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I want to introduce you to Jesus. Because guess what? He's going to pluck this up out your heart. He'll help you come into the fullness. You've been in an identity crisis. And the only reason you've been in an identity crisis is because you didn't know Jesus. And all you got to do is repent of your sin. You are not a sinner. You can become saved by grace. Accept him as Lord and Savior in your life and let him rule and reign. I love y'all so much. I'll see y'all back here in the morning. Say that if you got to say this all day, I'm talking about with your family, your friends, your love. People are not my problem. Every time a situation comes up, people are not my problem. I'm not going to do this today. I'm not letting anyone else take up rent or space in my head. I'm keeping my eyes and my thoughts on Jesus. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.